Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How many fish in our stringer? How many points on our buck? How many feathers in our bag? That's how we keep score around here. Sportsmen and women of all skill levels. Let's disconnect from the day-to-day grind and stay connected to the outdoor activities that you and your family love. This is the Doug Pike Show, brought to you by Stub Cycles. Still rolling strong after 50 years. And Cypress Wood Golf Club. Experience the difference. Now, here's Doug Pike. than I thought. You, you surprised me. Premature firing there. You should get that looked into. All right, Sunday morning show starts starts now, I guess. <laughs> I'm in here working on something, and uh, Mike warned me. He told me it was coming. He said, yeah, we're about to start. And I looked up, and uh, okay, good. I got about 30, 40 seconds, no problem. That's all right. I got this. I got this. No, it's not your fault. We've had this discussion before. Never never apologize at 8 o'clock in the morning or even 7.59 um, for what we're doing in here. This is this is to where you, where you can go in radio, what Piper Cub is to Jet Fighter, okay? Uh, this is to where you can go in radio, what Band-Aid is to brain surgery. So you're good. You're doing just fine, man. And the only sad thing about when I see somebody come in and kind of get it as soon as you do is that I know that you are not long for Saturday and Sunday mornings. Like, dadgummit. They're going to come in here and let me know. Hey, uh, Mike's going to be training this new guy for you. Oh, great. Yeah, stick around. Yeah, stick around for a little while, will you? Get At least till I grow on you some so you miss me. You call me every now and then. Say, hey, man, how's it going? I hear from Raybold. I hear from, yeah, I hear from most of them. Alex, Alex is working for Rod Ryan now, so he's kind of moved on. He's pretty uppity. You know how that goes. Alex this Middle- is probably one of the most, like, popular shows or, like, real shows I've worked for, so I'll definitely remember it. Well, good. I'm glad. Go down for the, in the books. You know? That's right, yeah. It's lock, just locked in, man. It's different. It's fun. Um. We have many things going on. I've got, as I promised yesterday, uh, without question, one of the most unique interviews 
I've ever had. And it's for this morning, and it's it's something that will involve some travel for you, not far. Something that you can pull off in a day if you're not scared of driving maybe three, three and a half hours. Uh, and it would be a totally unique experience. I can promise you that I don't want to say none of you ever heard of this place, but I would be willing to bet that 95% of you have never heard of the place that I'm going to talk about today with someone from there. They don't open their doors to the public very often, but they're going to do so next Saturday, the 17th. And so when I got the press release, I almost just, just hit delete and moved on. But this one's worth mention. It truly is. And again, if you have nothing to do next Saturday and you've got some some kids and you're looking for something to do, something interesting, then maybe this will appeal to you. And maybe it won't. But nonetheless, we're going to interview this woman and we'll talk about the place she operates over in Louisiana. And that's all I'm going to tell you. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's totally different. I promise you. I should I should have had a contest to guess what I'm going to be talking about. The uh, the question we posed yesterday that I think uh, bears another mention this morning and asking again just to see if anybody will come up with a, a good answer. There was a, a study done on what people would give up for ten thousand dollars, what they would give up for a year for ten thousand dollars. Some people said, well, some people said they would give up their sight for a month for $10,000. And I don't think that's, um, I, th- I almost think that's insulting to visually impaired people. Because, and Mike and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, if you say, oh, yeah, I, I know what it's like. I put on a blindfold once for an hour. Well, no, you don't know anything about what that's like because you knew when you put the blindfold on that it was temporary. If someone is visually impaired, uh, that they can't just take that blindfold off ever. So don't uh, let's don't go down that road where I wound up is, OK, first of all, and, and some of the things one one per a certain percentage, I can't remember who it was or how, what it was, said they would go to jail for a year for ten thousand dollars. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't know if there's enough money to make me do that to sacrifice and give up everything, uh, give up watching my son grow for a year? No. That uh, freedom is a, is a very valuable um, thing that I have and, and enjoy. I'm not going to make any mistakes that are going to take that away from me either. So I raised the ante yesterday for this audience. I took that ridiculous survey and I dialed it down for this audience. And so now the question becomes, would you give up hunting and or fishing and or golf for a year for a hundred grand? A hundred thousand dollars. Somebody said, okay, a hundred thousand dollars is yours on November 10th of 2019 if you do not touch a rod and reel, a shotgun, a rifle, a deer feeder a bait bucket, a tackle box, a golf club. You don't set foot on a golf course. You don't get on a boat. You don't climb into a deer stand. You don't go watch deer. You just totally dodge the outdoors 
for an entire year. I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that I could do it. If if I really if I were if I were darn near broke, and I'm glad I'm not, but if I were and I tried to do that, I think sometime probably within the next three or four months, maybe three or four weeks, I'd have to call the person who had put up the money and say, you know what? I, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. I'm sorry. I wanted to. I sure wanted that hundred grand, but man, I got a call from a buddy of mine and the fish were snapping and I had to go. I just, I enjoy the outdoors that much. I enjoy a walk in the woods that much. I enjoy sharing time outdoors with my friends that much. It's, it's just in my DNA. I can't shake it. I enjoy golf that much. I don't know that I could go a year without swinging a golf club unless I maybe if I'm in a body cast, and even then I'd get my son to prop me up so I could work on my putting. I just lean me against the wall, son, and put some duct tape around me. Duct tape, duct tape me to the wall, hand me my putter, and then when I roll the ball into the cup, just roll it back. I'll find some way to practice. I'll find some. The, the one time I I kind of messed up practicing golf was many, many years. By the way, feel free to drive the bus. If you've got something you want me to talk about, if you've got a question to ask, if you want to make a comment of your own and start a conversation, it's easy to do. Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com is the website. Or you can call 713-212-5790. 713-212-5790. So years and years and years and years and years ago in another, in another life, I rode dirt bikes a lot. And not competitively. Um, it, uh, mm, I guess you could kind of compare the way my friends and I rode to uh, the way teenagers will get in a gym and play basketball. There's some pretty good players in the basketball gym. Just, you know, the local gym, pretty good players. We were local kids riding on a local track, having a lot of fun and running pretty hard, but we weren't competitive motorcycle racers. But we went fast, and I was smart enough at the time and old enough and had the resources enough to have bought full protective gear. If I hadn't done that, I might not be here today. Because once I went over the handlebars, came off a jump, and had to make a hard right turn at the bottom of the jump, and there were uh, several bikes in the air at the same time. And when I came down and tried to turn, I got bumped a little bit, came out of the rut I was in, and hit a little, I don't know where it came from, a chunk of concrete about the size of a bowling ball that had been, I guess it was probably used um, to form the foundation of that berm. I don't know. It's just some rickety old track that a bunch of people had put together themselves. But the long and the short of it is, over the handlebars I went at about 55 or 60 and tumble, tumble, tumble. Big gouge in the helmet knocked me out for about 8 or 10 seconds, I'm told. Might have been. Fortunately, they didn't have people who took advantage of those situations and nobody put a Sharpie mustache on me while I was lying there. But when I woke up, I, I felt dizzy and okay otherwise, but my hand hurt really bad. And I noticed that there was a a bone right in the top middle of my right hand sticking straight up. Not out of the skin, mind you, but it, there was clearly something wrong. 
So I got a friend to help me load my motorcycle into the truck and drove myself to the hospital. Nobody there in footnote would leave to take me to the hospital. They all still wanted to ride. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They were okay, and I could stand up. So they helped me get the bike in the truck. I drove to the hospital, and sure enough, I got a broken bone. Uh, to shorten the story, I was told I had surgery, and they, they put these two little nails in there, essentially. It looked like two finishing nails. Uh, sticking about a quarter to a half inch out, protruding from the skin. Those two nails holding that bone in place so I didn't have to wear a cast. And about a week and a half into, I think it was five or six weeks, I had to have the nails in my hand. I kind of wanted to play a little golf. It's summertime. Everybody else was playing golf, and I wasn't, and I wanted to play so bad. So I thought, I better, I better just test it out and see if I can hit some balls first. So I went to the range at Memorial Park. And I bought a bucket of balls, and I'm out there going, a couple of wedges, yeah, that feels okay. A little fuller swings, 9-iron, 8-iron, 7-iron, going up the bag. I thought, man, it sure is hot out here. That glove sure is sweaty. I'm a left-handed golfer. The glove is on my right hand, the same hand that's got the nails in it. And at some point, I thought, hey, man, it's just a lot of sweat in that glove. And I pulled the glove off, and it wasn't sweat at all. The two little nails were loose. And I was bleeding into the glove. So I get back in the truck. I go back to the doctor's office. And I said, hey, uh, doc, something's wrong with these nails. I washed it all off real good. I got all the blood off there. Something's wrong with these nails you put in my hand. They're, they're loose. They're loose. I don't know. I don't know what happened. So what'd you do? Oh, nothing. Nothing. I didn't do a thing. I was just minding my own business, you know, just skipping down the street and uh, drinking a soft drink and eating a hot dog, and all of a sudden his nails came loose. He looked me right in the eye. He goes, what'd you do? I said, well, you know, I love golf. I hit a couple of balls. He said, oh, okay, no problem. Yeah, it's, that's, that's, I understand that. It's summertime. You want to play some golf. That's fine. I'll tell you what, go down in that room, go two doors down and take a left, and then go in that room right there. So I walk down there, two doors down, take a left, walk in the room, and there's nothing in that room but gauze and plaster on shelves. Gauze and plaster, gauze and plaster, gauze and plaster. And I knew what was coming, and it did. And he put me in a cast from the middle of my fingers on my right hand up to my elbow on my right hand. And he said, okay, hit all the balls you want. And, of course, I couldn't. So, you know, it, it got fixed, but the the repair is not as clean as it was when he did it and when the nails were still, you know, the the, the two boards came loose. I wiggled the boards enough that I got the nails loose, and when the nails came loose, the bone moved. And so now I've got this little knot on the top of my right hand that's still there today. A little reminder of uh, some of, one of the stupid things I did when I was younger anyway. Anybody else done anything like that? Probably not. Not in this audience. No way, huh? Not since you were, well, not since yesterday or last week probably. I've done some silly things in the outdoors and gotten away with it, and we all have, and it's hard it's very hard not to tell my son these stories. He's sitting right here. He knows the motorcycle story now. But it's, it's hard to tell him 
to be real careful when he hears some of the dumb things I did. But what I'm going to emphasize to him when some of these stories come out is that I wasn't making the best decisions at the time. Now, I was, I, I didn't, I was stone sober when I was riding that motorcycle and went over the top. I was stone sober when I hit those golf balls. I knew better. I knew better than to do it, but I couldn't help myself. So what I'm going to try and do is encourage him to make, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not even going to dream that he would never make any mistakes in his life. But what I'm going to try and do is just get him to make fewer than I did. How about just let's let's aim for fewer than dad and he'll probably turn out. Okay. Still donut time. Of course it always is. I, I turned my eyes off the freeway for just a second this morning to look inside a new ship. Well, it's a fairly new looking Shipley store on 59 on the way in right around. I think it's Fondren maybe where that one is. It might be Fondren. I'm pretty sure. On the inbound side, it's just in a strip shopping center, but it's a shiny, new, pretty-looking Shipley store. All lit up, cars out front, people going in, coming out, going in hungry, coming out with their donuts. Going to not be hungry for long. Five dozen selections in there and every other store in town, and there are lots of them. The donuts, the kolaches, all made fresh every day. Somebody's in there at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, starting up, starting up the machinery, flipping on the lights, and cranking out deliciousness for you and me. You know the drill. Stop by Shipley's anytime. It's on the way to everywhere. It's on the way to work. Times five for me. Just from Sugarland to here, I pass five that I know of. Five that I know. I can see four of them, I think it is. One, two, three. I can see three. And if I got off the freeway one block, I know where two more are. They're everywhere. They they truly are. Get yourself some of that delicious coffee. Get yourself a couple of dozen. Hey, it's Sunday. Make some friends. A couple of dozen of your favorite donuts from Shipley. We'll take a little break here. Be right back. The Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. To speak on H-Town Sports, you have to live H-Town Sports. Sorry, uh, ESP in Connecticut. This is Houston Sports Talk 790. Twenty-one on Sports Talk 790, The Doug Pike Show. Thank you for listening. Certainly do appreciate that on this Veterans Day. Uh, to those of you who serve this country in any way, shape, or form in the military, thank you very much. Uh, first responders of any kind, thank you very much. Those are jobs that not a lot of people just jump up and sign up to do. And if you are among the few who can and have done that, uh, thank you. I do appreciate it. We'll start with Bob, then we'll get to Cliff. What's up, Bob? Bob? Come in, Bob. Oh, boy. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I was, uh, your comment about you'd like to be the guy that tested the Shimano reels and <laughs> stuff would be great. And it made me think of a, of a story. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in my early 60s and all, and this is like my... 25th college reunion and i had uh, uh i was i was i went to a small school up in virginia here from uh, grew up here in texas and all but i was i was going through all the guys that were in my class to uh to look at them because i 
I was going to target some of them for some marketing that, that I needed to sure. do in my business and all. And I'm flipping through there, and there's guys that are partners on, on Wall Street, and there's one guy that's the CFO of a Fortune 500 company and stuff. And then all of a sudden, there's this one guy, and he is the <laughs> chief product tester for LLB. Sweet. And, <laughs> and I look at that. And I said, uh, and it's a guy I was, I was friends with, but because it was a small school, we only graduated right. about 350 people. And so I knew him, but he wasn't one of my best buddies and all. And I just called him out of the blue and I told him what I'd been doing. I said, you know what? You got the best job of any of us. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> the truth? Said, you know what? Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, man. And you know, it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. One of those things when I was, when I was a waterfowl guide, I had a lot of fun doing that. And, and, and I can assure you, field tester for anybody is, is not going to be a get-rich-quick scheme. But, gosh, you get no. to meet a lot of cool people. You get to go a lot of neat places. Yeah, it, it's really it's a special deal. No question about that. It is. I know a couple anyway. of people. Well, good for you, man. It, so did, did, you, did you make good buddies with him and get to go on some trips with him yet? <laughs> no, didn't follow up too much after that. We oh, just well. had a conversation. That's about it. That's all, all right. It's still pretty way, good. I, I hear I, uh, from what I've heard on the east side of town, the ducks are definitely down. They oh, yeah. limited out. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to bit. hear that. Yeah, I got a I got note from my buddy Pat Lester up in he he hunts up in North Dakota until they get iced out, and he sent mm-hmm. me a little snapshot of their forecast. And at present, whatever time of day it was, he sent me that it was zero up there and i think the high the next day i think it was like 14 or something silly like that so he said all the birds are gone and so am i he's headed home so he's either back or on his way back right now yeah they're they're locked out they're coming our way man thanks for hey appreciate it bob thank you you bet take care bye-bye oh man product tester for ll bean how hard could that be that's fun. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, honey. I got to go fishing again. We got some new reels coming out, and uh, they. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go test these new boots. I got to go test these new glasses. I got lots and lots of work to do in the outdoors. Not bad. Not, not a bad gig, especially for a young man um, who loves to travel. Maybe his wife likes to travel with him. Maybe as a young woman. Hey, they've got women's clothes, too. Women's gear, too. Cliff, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Doug? How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Hey, did you get that picture of that buck from Arkansas? Uh, hold on. Let me go look. Probably. I sent it to you last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, just making sure. Um, just trying to let all of our uh, hunting friends out there know, you know, with this impending cold snap. Yeah, buddy. Tuesday. Uh, if you can, if there's any way you can talk your wife into it, talk your boss into it. Talk to your wife that your boss into it. Um, see if you can stay and hunt one more day. See if you can hunt that Monday morning or Monday evening because we all know they're going to be moving and they're not going to be coming to corn. They're going to be coming to green because we're going to drop down into 30. It's going to be and, plenty uh, cold. It's going to be plenty cold and they're going to be moving. And people, if you can stay that one more day, you've got probably about a 30% better chance. I'm taking that trophy buck. Yeah, there's a lot that happens with wildlife when it gets as cold as it's about to get, just like you're talking about, because they've they've got to stock up. They've got to get their energy stores up just to they sleep out in the in the they sleep on the ground, man. There's no roof, there's no yep. there's no blanket they can pull over themselves. And if they don't have enough 
if they don't have enough food in them, they can't they can't survive that stuff. So yeah, that's not every a bad two idea. and a half hours. Every two and a half mm. hours, Doug, when it drops down below forty five degrees, they got to beat. Mm-hmm. That's a long, long day for them. They've got to yep. be up and moving. Same with same with waterfowl. The waterfowl react the same way. Now they'll go to different food sources and try to find something that's going to give them more nutrition. Every time they put that head down to pick something up. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're going to get either a grain of rice back or some little seed back or maybe a peanut, maybe a grain of corn that's going to give them a lot more energy. And we watched it forever and ever out there on that prairie when we guided back, my buddies and I back in the day. The colder it got, the more they went to the corn and the beans. It was just as simple as that. Hey, man, if if it's a clear day, Doug, you're going to need a 30 odd six to bring them down. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> lead them, lead them about a about an hour. Exactly. <laughs> Shoot at eight, and one of them will run into it at about nine. All right, exactly. man. Hey, thanks. It's good talking to you, Cliff. No problem. See you, buddy. Take All care. Right. We'll see what my old buddy Matt Shoe. Matt Shoe, man, aren't you out giving a lesson this morning? Oh, is it too yeah, cold I've got for a you? I'm on my way. Do you? Well, yeah, <laughs> this morning maybe, but not not so much tomorrow morning. I'd bet. Yeah, luckily I'm off tomorrow, so I don't have to worry about that. Good for you. <laughs> Monday off. Hey, how? Hey, okay, go yeah. what, what, what? A little, uh, did a little birdie tell me that it's a special day today? There's nothing special about today. It's just, it's Veterans Day. <laughs> is it not your birthday? Is, well, is it your birthday It today? might be. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. That's all right. I just called the week. Just you another day. Birthday. Thanks, man. I had no idea. And, and uh, thanks for all the, you know, times that you've recommended a lot of our PGA sure. Pro's in, in, intersection, so that's what I call it to say. Well, and, and as long as I've got a PGA Pro on the phone, what do we do when it gets cold? How does the game change? How does the swing change? Well, we obviously uh, are wearing a lot of clothes. We're layered up, uh, yep. the bottom bottom all the way up, which I am right now. Um, I'll, I'll tend, when I go out to practice, I'll tend to kind of start with real short swings. That way I make sure that I'm not stretching anything that I don't want to stretch. I won't start with big full swings or half the time I look out on the range and there's a guy hitting a driver and he just got there. Yeah, I got so you. Usually, yeah, usually, I'll, usually I'll start with some short irons and some wedges. Um, I keep hand warmers uh, in my pocket uh, when I'm practicing, when I'm out there teaching. The, when, the, when I'm teaching, I'm not doing a lot of swinging, so it tends to get a little cold. Boy, I'll bet. Yeah, those the hands have to the hands have to stay warm. You just can't play golf with cold hands. No, absolutely not. In fact, they make some. I'm not sure who makes them now, but they make some good gloves actually that you can actually wear uh, and still feel the club real well. Um, I have some students come out and wear those. Might be which I'm not sure, but um, but that's what I do. Uh, and of course, I'm always keeping a warm cup of coffee close, close by. That's always good to do. That's not a bad idea at all, man. <laughs> I, I hate to bust you off, but I have got to go, buddy. I got somebody on the phone. I got to get to a, for an interview in just a second, and I'm a tad late for a break. So you've let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, today is not just Veterans Day. <laughs> uh, the, well, that's all I that's all I called to say. So thanks, have a man. great day. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it, buddy. Okay, all right, buddy. Bye bye. That's Matt Shoe.
Really, really good short game guy. If you're having trouble with your short game, S-C-H-E-W-E, Matt Shue, S-C-H-E-W-E. Go find him um, and set yourself up a lesson. All right, 713-212-5790. Speaking of golf, a good place to go go beat balls if you're over on the west side of town, Marty Golf Center. Derry Ashford at Beach Nut. Chad's a third-generation pro. He takes a lot of pride in the business. His dad started back in 1989. Way, way back then. 180 yards, lighted tee area, top quality golf balls, great short game and putting areas. I, want, I bet Matt and Chad know each other. Chad's a pretty good teacher as well and loves loves club fitting, loves helping people just improve their games day and night, which is really nice, very convenient. Again, if you're on that west side of town and you can't get out before the sun goes down, which is it's that happens to a lot of us this time of year. Don't have a whole lot of daylight to work with. Go check out Marty Golf Center. MartyGolfCenter.com. That's the website. Check them out there, MartyGolfCenter.com. All right, as promised yesterday, I'm going to come back and break entirely new ground on this program. This is Sports Talk 790. Breaking sports news on Facebook 24-7. We'll get that information to them. This is the Doug Pike Show. Eight thirty-three on Sports Talk Seven Ninety, the Doug Pike Show. Thanks for listening. I can guarantee you, nobody has any idea what I'm about to talk about. Across, I'll, I'll lead in this way: across Southeast Texas and, and Western Louisiana, you really you don't have to look far to find an alligator farm. Okay, and that that might make a decent stop for the kids once or twice before they they get into their teens, maybe while it's still kind of cool to go look at the alligators and watch them throw dead chickens in there. But there's another place in, in our neck of the woods, and I'm, I'm including western Louisiana and, and east Texas, a little way south of Shreveport, that is way more interesting, at least to me anyway, and it only opens its doors to the public a few times every year. I'll, I'll push the button and get her in here. Welcome to the show now, Michelle Reininger, colony director at a place called Chimp Haven which happens to be the world's largest chimpanzee sanctuary. And it's in Keithville, Louisiana, about, what, three and a half miles from here, Michelle? Yes, um, probably about three and a half hours from Houston. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I mean, I know this is this is not, like I said earlier, and I, I said so yesterday, I'm, I've never interviewed anybody from any place that worked with chimpanzees, but since it's right in our backyard, I thought it would be pretty fascinating. And my group, I know this audience well enough to know that some of them are going – Hey, this might be a pretty cool place to go see. You guys are on, what, 200 acres over there? Correct, yeah. And first of all, let me thank you for having me oh, on sure, here. Oh, sure, I'm sure, sure. really appreciate uh, the opportunity to tell people about Chimphaven. Uh, we're located on 200 acres of forested land in northwestern Louisiana, just south of Shreveport. Um, we are, as you said, the largest chimpanzee sanctuary in the world. We currently house over 250 chimpanzees. Holy cow. Uh, we are open four times during the year to the public to allow people to come in and see what it is that we do, uh, allow them the opportunity to watch the chimpanzees in their natural habitat, see them doing natural behaviors, um, similar things that you could really only watch on uh, documentaries on TV, but you can actually see them um, from across a moated area, and it's a really great experience for family and, and uh, for everyone, really. How how independent are these chimps on that 200 acres? Do they just got free reign of the place, or...? 
No, we have uh, actually several different uh, housing areas. Okay. Um, the main part where the public comes in, we have three very large habitats that measure between three to five acres. Wow. Uh, they're all forested with pine trees. You get to see the chimps go climbing up into the trees. They make nests. Um, we have uh, artificial termite mounds where they can take sticks and they forage in the termite mounds, and people are able to see them. Uh, we also do a behind-the-scenes tour where we take the public uh, on a little trailer, and we take them off back in the, in the back area, and they can see them in some of the other uh, housing areas that we have. We have open-top corrals, um, just all t- different types of things where you get the opportunity to see chimpanzees firsthand and up close. They're pretty smart animals, aren't they, Michelle? Oh, they're highly intelligent. Yeah, yeah. they surprise me every day. It's one, uh, one thing that I love so much about my job is that they teach me something new every day. Any of them ever put on a hat and a coat and try to sneak out the front door? <laughs> You know no. it's coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> uh, tour group, we bring in 15 and 16 walk out. And wait a minute. Yeah, you just never know. They oh, are very man. intelligent. And a lot of them have learned different ways that uh, they know how to interact with us to make us give them what they want. I was too, just going to so. say, yeah, they, they've trained you guys, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. In many ways. <laughs> so now, you, don't offer, you don't often let visitors come over there. Why, why is that? Um, we are uh, we are considered an, an, an animal sanctuary, and okay. so sanctuaries are generally close to the public, so that you know it's the animals' time; it's their uh, just a peaceful existence for them. Well, that's a good but point. Believe- yeah, you don't want people just tractors full of pulling wagons of people through there taking their picture every day. Right. Just let them be, <laughs> let them be themselves, huh? Right. We leave them, give them the opportunity. They always have the the opportunity to make their own choices every day, where they want to go, who they want to spend their day with. Um, but we do also believe that it's important that the public knows that we're there, what we're doing, and that the, they have the opportunity to, to learn sure. from this wonderful experience. And also it gives them the opportunity to learn about us so that we can also raise support to help us to care for the animals. They're very social animals, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, chimpanzees in the wild can live in social groups, up to 100 chimps uh, in one group. Our average group size right now is around 11 individuals, um, going to our largest groups, which are around 20 to 21 chimps in the group. And so now you, you mentioned fundraising. You've got to do that, obviously. Where, where does your main, do you get any government funding? Where does your main funding come from? Uh, we are actually, once the chimps arrive at Chimp Haven, mm-hmm. the government has agreed to fund 75% of their lifetime care, um, since these were all used in federally funded biomedical research. Um, but we are responsible to raise 25% of the funds for their care. And any building that we're doing, we also, um, we undertake that ourselves. We've raised 100% of the building costs. And we're currently um, attempting to expand, and we have a $20 million expansion plan going on to build more habitats and more buildings and vet clinics and so on um, so that we can continue to take the the best care of of these chimpanzees. How do do I phrase it? Does the population, uh, does your chimp population go up annually, whether you bring in (laughs) new chimps or not? Um, we, we actually, all of our chimps are under, um, the males get vasectomies, the okay. females are all on oral birth control. We don't want to create more chimps because right. then that, that can take up places for chimps who need homes currently. Well, and uh, you know, and honestly, I mean, just, I suspect that would happen in that right. environment because they are social animals and they get along oh, yeah. and, you know, one thing <laughs> leads to another. That's right. It, that's it. I, I wondered about that because I thought, okay, if, if you did that with deer, and didn't mm-hmm. do anything to stop that, you'd have a whole lot of deer running oh, yeah. in there pretty quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so and now it, it costs a couple of bucks to get in. What's it cost next week for the tour? Uh, it's $10 uh, for adults and $5 for children to come in. And then we also have, a behind, like I said, the behind-the-scenes tour. Mm-hmm. 
and um, that's also ten dollars for adults. And what are we going to get to see for our ten dollars behind the scenes, like in inside where the the real work goes on that you guys do, or different parts of the facility? What? Uh, well, for the the initial part for the ten dollars entrance fee, you come in and mm-hmm. you get to walk along the moated area. Um, nice. We have what we call a habitat release, where the chimps will come down to the front. Um, we've got the termite mounds baited. We've got bananas actually up in the tree that they go up for. Oh, wow. um, all kinds of things just to have them come down so that the public can see them and watch them and interact with one another. I'll pay ten dollars. Um, I'll pay ten dollars to see bananas in a pine tree. <laughs> That's pretty good. We, al- <laughs> we also have uh, stations set up where people can interact with staff, um, learn things about the diets, learn yeah. things about the re- enrichment that we give them. Um, we talk to our veterinary staff, and then we also have care staff who work with them every day, walking around. And- with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talking to the public and just explaining what they see, what's going on. Um, the behind-the-scenes tour actually goes up behind the back. You get to see the buildings where their bedrooms are. You don't get to go into the buildings, right. but you kind of get a little better idea of how big how it the all facility works. is yeah. and what, what the scope is and what it takes to run run the facility and take care of all these chimps. Michelle Reininger from Chimp Haven over in Keithville, Louisiana. What do these chimps, what do they eat? Uh, they actually have a very wide variety of food. Um, mm-hmm. Chimps are naturally omnivores. Uh, in captivity, what we provide for them is all different types of fruits and vegetables. Um, they also have a biscuit. We call it a chow biscuit, uh, which is their best protein source. And they'll eat the leaves and trees out in their habitats also. Um, I've seen them actually fishing for fire ants, which wish they could do a little more for everybody around here. <laughs> Woo, yeah. If, if you can get them to eat fire ants, send about four or five of them to my backyard, will you? Wow. Mm. So, I mean, they, they eat a lot of different variety of things. Cool. And it, and we feed them. Um, chimpanzees in the wild will actually spend about 60% of their day foraging for food. So we try to kind of mimic that in captivity by feeding them at different points throughout the day. And they eat on average about six times a day. How much do so they we, eat? A lot. We go through quite a large number of um, bananas per day. I'd say we yeah. go through about 300 bananas a day, um, as well as all t- different types of other fruits and veggies. I got, you know, I got honest to goodness. I have a guy who listens to this show regular, regularly who drives a commercial banana truck. He delivers bananas <laughs> all over Southeast Texas. Maybe I'll get him to swing over and get the truck to drop some <laughs> yeah. off sometime. Yeah, heck yeah. How about they that? One or two trucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Michelle, this is very eye-opening. So we're, we're looking at, uh, you're just, what, 30 miles or so southwest of Shreveport? Is that a fair assessment? Correct. Correct, yeah. We're in um, Keithville, Louisiana. Uh, We're actually in the Eddie D. Jones Nature Park, which is um, run by the parish of Caddo. And, um, yeah, it's about 30 minutes south of Shreveport and about three and a half hours from Houston. Okay, so before I try to get them to drive all the way to Keithville, let's just send them to the website. What's your website? Our website is chimphaven.org. That's very easy, chimphaven.org. This sounds like a fascinating place. If I can find a day or maybe a day and a half to where my son and I can come over. I'm going to call you, and I'll let you know we're coming, and I want to see that place. Now, you've got dates next year, too, though, right? This isn't the one in, like a one-time shot. 
No, we have we have dates also lined up next okay. next year. It is uh, typically the third Saturday, um, the months of March and April, and then also again in I believe it's in September and October. Okay, that's wonderful, Michelle. Anything I can do to help you guys? Let me know, will you? Oh yeah, we appreciate it. You're welcome sure. anytime. Just Chimp- give us a call. Champhaven.org. Thank you very much. This was fascinating. Uh-huh. Thank Bye-bye. you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Bye bye. All right. She sounds fun. That sounds like a cool place to go see too. Honest to goodness, I couldn't I couldn't help but share that with you all. I hope you I hope you understand why I did. Now I think that's pretty doggone cool myself. I really do. I think that's pretty cool. Belleville Meat Market is your hunting season headquarters. Hunting season's open. Let's go. Get out there, knock a deer over, knock a pig over, take it back to Belleville, let them fix it up for you. Let them take care of that for you. They will do it. And they've been doing it for years and years. Two years ago, they decided to upgrade the experience. Didn't want us to have to come in and walk around to the back and go up some greasy ramp to a screen door. Hey, knock. here's my deer, man. No. You go up there, you drive down a private road right there in front of the new processing building. You walk that meat right through the front door. There's a little little retail area there. You can grab some jerky or some sausage to take home with you. You drop off that meat. You come back in a few days after they call you or email, text you, whatever you ask them to do. And you pick all of that meat up in vacuum sealed and heavy gauge plastic so it will last until you are ready to eat it. In that meat market, now if you want to take a few minutes, walk over to the meat market, grab yourself a plate of barbecue, drop off a little list of what you want to take home with you that day to eat until your deer's ready. Beef, chicken, pork, two dozen plus flavors of premium sausage, all of it there just waiting for you. Or you can check online. You can get most of that stuff shipped right to your door. Go to BellevilleMeatMarket.com. Now, the the drive out there is pretty easy, out 290 or I-10. They're about 15 minutes north of Sealy, 15 minutes south of Hempstead on Highway 36 right there in Belleville. Business of the year. Just drive into Belleville, stop anywhere, and say, hey, point me to the business of the year, and they will point to Belleville Meat Market. BellevilleMeatMarket.com. That's the website. Check them out there, BellevilleMeatMarket.com. We're breaking be back, 846. Your Rockets and Astros live here. We are Sports Talk 790. The conversation continues. This is the Doug Pike Show. Eight fifty on Sports Talk Seven Ninety. The Doug Pike Show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Dennis weighs in. I thought you'd cover just about everything, but the chimp interview has got to be a first on an outdoor show. Only thing. <laughs> Only thing would have made it better is if we could have talked to one of the chimps. No, you can't do that. You can't do that, but you can go see him. That's kind of different. See, that's it's exactly what I wanted. It's eye-opening. It's, it's a conversation starter. Dump Truck Dan listening this morning. Tugging bananas all over Texas. I don't know where. Swing by Keyfield, Louisiana. Drop off a truckload, will you? Tell them we said hello. From us to them. Something cool. Billy weighed in talking about doing silly, goofy things. So some buddies, he writes, and I were out in the woods, and one guy somehow managed to scare up a shoot of bobcat. I decided to go pick it up and bring it back to camp. We are admiring it, taking a closer look at the big cat, which was really cool, and I decided I wanted to look at the claws and teeth. 
made the claws extend, which was eye-opening how long they really are. And next was the teeth. I pulled the lips down, which was a good look, but I needed more. Took my index finger and opened its mouth. Little did we know, here comes the funny part, this cat wasn't completely dead and didn't like me putting my finger in his mouth. And he let me know by clamping down on the entire tip of my index finger. From the bottom of my fingernail and up was hanging on by about a quarter inch of skin by the time we were able to open his mouth, which was a lot harder than I thought it would be since he was at least almost dead. Uh, the short the short version of the end is surgery and 20 stitches. Still got the tip of the finger, but not a whole lot of feeling in it. And when it gets cold, it goes completely numb. I've got a little nerve, nerve damage in one of my fingers, too. It runs about five degrees cooler than the rest of my body. I still have the sensation and the feeling, but if I close my eyes and or if anybody does, and you just tap my fingertips, you know which one's my pinky on my right hand because it it runs cold. Oh, mercy, Billy. Uh, we, we live and we learn, right? We live and we learn. Uh, most of us get away with it, kind of like that. Uh, but we all do silly stuff. Lyle weighs in. I grew up in New Orleans. I'm half Cajun too, by the way, Lyle. Our family owns several thousand acres of worthless marshland around Raceland and around Lakes um, Des Alamandes, I think is how you, yeah, I think that's right. Worthless but for trapping furry critters and duck hunting. In the 60s, we had a number of spots we built duck blinds. So here was the deal. Back then, as a kid, you'd go some days and just really no ducks flying around, but you knew there were, were ducks on the, on the ponds that were kind of close by. Now, these Cajuns, they had some of the, the popper shells over there, apparently, back in the 60s, that farmers used to run uh, uh, pesky birds out of their fields. They, they shoot, they're, they're very fairly quiet on, on the trigger pull, but they go out about, it's kind of like a bottle rocket sending it out. It's a delayed, a delayed bang that's, that fires out there about 100 yards. And these, these Cajuns were using those to spook the ducks off the other ponds and try to get them to come to their ponds. And and like I wrote back to Lyle, uh, sometimes that's a great way to move birds, but it, it, as a grown-up, uh, it's, not, it's not exactly legal. You can't rally waterfowl like that. But, boy, it sure works. It sure works, I bet you. Pop one of those things and fire it over to the other side. I had some guys, there were some guys on the Katy Prairie a hundred years ago used to talk about doing that. And they 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 very they were very specific in saying you can't just shoot at the the ducks on the pond. You have to fire that thing so it kind of just whistles over their heads quietly and then pops on the other side of them. Because if you if it pops on this side of them, they're just gonna fly away from you. Mercy me. Uh, real quick, we'll talk to Dan. Are we late for a break? Did we take that break? We're good. Yeah, I thought so. What's up, Dan? Oh, you, I heard you say something about you was wanting to talk to a chump, so I thought I'd call. <laughs> You're a hoot, man. <laughs> I said, you got to take him to swing by there and give him some bananas, man. You got a whole truckload. Let a couple of boxes fall off the back of the truck, man. Yeah, well, I think. I think Brookshire Brothers might have something. The, yeah, to they might. About well, that, they might. Just let them know that there's a lot of hungry chimpanzees over in in Louisiana, and maybe they could make a donation. Who knows? 
But right. I will I will figure <laughs> out a way to get a phone number for them to because I mean we have loads that are rejected. That's but, right. Yeah, that's a good I point. Mean, but we can, but it and, really ain't you know it wouldn't do me any good to to, to drive them up. Well, there. no, yeah that that's the point. Yeah, I guess you somebody's got to get them there. That makes know, yeah, I but mean, but and where we take them. Usually when they're rejected in Houston, we take them down there on Produce Row. Yeah. And then if 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 we're in San Antonio, they get a load gets rejected over there. We we take them to a place called Banana Distributors right I downtown San Antonio. I got you. End up in banana splits all over the country, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, man. or uh, uh, what you call it. Uh, Little baskets in by the register there at Bucky's or something. Oh, Lord, stop it now. You're going to get us in trouble. I didn't say <laughs> that. All right, Dan. Oh. Hey, safe travels, dude. All right, we'll see you, All right, buddy. Adios. Bye. Dan's out there running. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Those bananas, man. Somebody's got to do it. Bananas, I think, would get rejected for being probably too ripe when they showed up. Dan's explained to me before that when he picks these things up off the off the ships coming in from South and Central America, when he picks them up, they are they are green as grass and hard as rocks. And there's a ripening process, and they they have to pick these things super early. They don't, you know, it's not like they're flying them up here on a seven forty seven. They come in by the shipload and are offloaded into the trucks and then distributed from there. So that's why you see them so green sometimes in the grocery stores. They're off they come and they get delivered early enough where they can last a few days. It's a fascinating industry. I got to actually tour well we we didn't tour the banana farm, but we drove through it down in Costa Rica getting to where we wanted the fish uh, for a tarpon fishing trip down there on one of the rivers, Parismina. And we drove for probably two hours through a banana farm that inside it had a jillion banana trees. And then about every five miles, there was a little village of people who were, that's that's where they lived. That's where they worked. They worked that area of the banana farm and didn't have a whole lot of interaction with the other small villages, small towns down the road a little ways. I'm sure they, you know, they'd all probably meet up on Saturday night somewhere and go dancing and having fun. Uh, but they, there were just small communities within that banana farm all the way from where we entered it way inland to, to the riverbank. It was very fascinating. Very fascinating. 713-212-5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. Dennis thinking, uh, never mind, never mind. Good heavens. I won't even go into that. Those Cajuns had our, we had on our land trapping nutria. Oh, yeah, this is Lyle weighing back in. So actually, they would cook the nutria in gumbo and jambalaya at times. Not bad. Didn't pay much attention to what the rules meant. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. The 
Mojo weighs in 28 degrees in Iowa this morning. Heat wave? I don't know. Not a heat wave where I'm from. I guess if you grew up in Iowa 28, early November, hey, it's a cold front, but it's not the worst it's going to get, right? Uh, my dad was full-blood Cajun, and the only duck hunt he ever made in his life uh, I can do this before we have to go to the break too, because I don't want to. I don't want to string you out on this. So they get on a float plane. He's invited by uh, some oil company to go duck hunting down in the marsh of South Louisiana. They get on a float plane. They go out. The pilot says, "I'm dropping you off here. You guys wait. When you hear the plane coming, just look. There'll be a bunch of ducks in front of it. Just blast them." So they did that for about an hour. The pilot lands, picks them up. All the ducks. They they filled up the plane with ducks. They filled up pontoons with ducks. Man, Dad's, Dad couldn't, he probably didn't even hit one. To which the host says, and the pilot kind of turned around and goes, mm, we're going to have to wait a little while. I dropped you guys off in the middle of a federal game preserve. Whew! That could have gotten a little touchy, huh? We don't do that. We don't do that. All right, we'll take a little break here. When we get back, more good fun. On the way out, Blackwood Gun Club up in Conroe, FM 2854. Two sporting clays courses, rifle and pistol. They can handle big corporate groups. They can handle you and your buddies coming out. You can go shoot all you want, as little as you want. You can get professional instruction. They got a cool target system so that if you want to just shoot 50 targets from one station, that's fine. If you want to shoot one target at each station, that's fine too. Jeff Bearden owns the place. He's made a ton of improvements over the last year and a half or so. Go see it for yourself. Blackwood Gun Club, 936-441-4040, or check them out online anytime at blackwoodgunclub.com. Break and be back. This is the Doug Pike Show, brought to you by Stub Cycles. Still rolling strong after 50 years. And Cypress Wood Golf Club. Experience the difference. Now, here's Doug Pike. 903 on Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Before we take a look at the golf world, uh, Carl sent me a picture earlier this morning. I hope he's still listening. Uh, one of his buddies, Dwayne, a police officer up in the Humble area, was out at Round Top and popped an awdad. He's asking, what do you do with this thing? Well, I'd, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how well. An old Audad Ram will eat, but maybe somebody can tell me. Maybe somebody can tell me. Kind of cool, though. They're neat animals. The, what are they? They're described as the, I can't remember. There's a, there's an interesting nickname they've gotten over the years, but they're, they're a pretty cool animal to hunt. They're not the easiest to get close to, especially on ranches where they've been hunted some. They they get a little reclusive. They they learn to hide from you. And they're they're very well camouflaged in their native native well, not native land to here, clearly, but uh, parts of West Texas where there are quite a few of them. Uh, they can blend into the side of a, a pretty sparse hill as as well as any animal we've got in the state, that's for sure. As well or better than a white tailed deer. They've got that kind of long coat on them, and it, it tends to break up the the outline a little bit better, even than that of a whitetail. 713-212-5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. 
Let me click that button and then go over here. We'll go to the Mayakoba, see what's going on there. Matt Kuchar, after I haven't looked at his scorecard from yesterday, but I know he, he made at least one bogey in the round. He's gone 64, 64, 65 to find himself at 20 under par through three rounds. I think it was 19 that won the thing last year. He's got a four-shot lead over Wee Kim and is five shots in front of uh, Richie Wierenski and Danny Lee, who both shot 67 yesterday. Aaron Wise jumped up a few spots. He shot 63 yesterday, but still finds himself two sleeves, a half a dozen shots behind Kuchar. Matt Kuchar, interestingly enough, was playing with Cameron Champ yesterday and getting outdriven, as you might well imagine, by 25, 30 yards a pop. Cameron's uh, Champ's driving average this week, 327. So he's kind of pumping the brakes a little bit. He averaged 330-something, almost 340, I think, on the Web.com Tour last year, over 70-something rounds. So I don't... I don't know what he's doing. He swings at about 128 to 130. That's his club head speed. His ball speed is creeping up on 200 miles an hour off the club head. So I don't know if he's going he's gonna to find his putting stroke and become a tremendous PGA Tour player or whether three years from now he'll just be on that long drive circuit. He's got the club head speed for it, certainly, and could do that. But I, I want to think that the guy's going to find his way and manage somehow to go ahead and, and become a really good PGA Tour player because he'd be fun to watch. That's the kind of guy who he has he has the distance off the tee to be kind of an attraction only for that. And he'd got he'd have people following him who would who would stay ahead of him and just stand way down the fairway to see how far he was going to hit it. Cuz he hits it far and straight and that's and by far I mean 30 yards farther than the average tour player. He's out driving Dustin Johnson by 15 20 yards. But he's also going to develop I think uh his his approach shots to be a little tighter to the hole and his putting to drain more than he's missing from eight feet. And right now he's he's struggling a little bit with that. Once once this young man dials that part of his game in, uh, he's going to be tough to beat. He shot 62 on Friday, by the way. It's not like he can't play now. He's got, he shot 68, 62, 69. So he didn't do himself any favors yesterday, but who knows, maybe – that was because he was playing alongside Cooch, who shot 65 yesterday and is at 20 under par. Yeah, maybe Champ was trying too hard. Maybe he's he still doesn't understand how to ease his way up a leaderboard. There's a lot of things that go on inside the the head of a PGA Tour golfer that we, we never can see. And once he solves that problem, I think he's going to be pretty doggone special on the PGA Tour. On the Geezer Tour, Scotty McCarron, the PGA Tour champions, uh, Scotty McCarron leads by a single shot in the Schwab Cup Championship 
on going out there in Phoenix. That's not a bad place to be. 50 degrees this morning and partly cloudy, uh, which is about every day, every morning in Phoenix. McCarran's at 18 under par through three rounds. Stephen Ames and Tim Petrovic at 17 under par, just a shot back going into today's final round. Paul Goidos at 16 alone in fourth place. And West Short Jr. alone at 15 in fifth place. All with a crack. All of those guys, I think, have a shot. Nearest to them is a minibus full of guys at 12 under par. Uh, one guy at 11, a couple of guys at 10. Um, they're playing for just for a little extra in the paycheck. I don't, I don't foresee anybody who's six shots behind McCarran jumping over the five guys uh, that they'd have to jump to win this thing. So it's it's a race between McCarran, Ames, Petrovic, Goidos, and West Short Jr., with whom I played around in the uh, in the Pro-Am a couple of years ago before our event up at the Woodlands, the uh, Insperity up there. And West Short, not only a, a just a nice, fun guy, which most of those guys are, uh, but a, obviously a pretty doggone good player. He shot 63 on Friday. Not like he can't still golf his ball and followed it up with a 65 yesterday. So we'll see how all that turns out for these guys. I was listening on the way in a little bit this morning, and there's still some, some, so many little subtle things in instruction and in practice that that make a can make an okay player good and make a good player better. And this time of year. I think as as Matt Shaw, I don't know if Matt's still listening. I think he had a lesson to take care of, probably started at 9, so he's on the golf course right now. But one of the things coming into this season of of cold weather, and and Matt touched on it briefly, is that when you go to loosen up before a round, if it's chilly outside, don't don't use the same routine you use when it's 80 degrees, especially if you're over 40 years old, which a lot of this audience is, because you're going to, you're going to, ping something it's going to hurt to play all day if you can play at all you start off slowly you get a feel for the clothing and by the way there is warm comfortable clothing you can wear now to play golf in the winter time that doesn't blow you up like one of those inflatable ninja costumes you can you can be comfortable and still make a full swing down to uh, my my play level used to be, I used to cut it off at about 40 degrees. I could still go at 41, 42, that's fine. And maybe 45 now, I'm going to start feeling it. And at, at 40, if it's, if it's windy at all at 40, I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm, just, I'm, I'm becoming an old sissy, I think, in my seniority. I'll still get it. And if it means something, if I need to be there, I'll be there. But just... Uh, if somebody calls and says, hey, you want to play today? It's 40 degrees and and just and the wind's only blowing about 15. I'm probably going to pass unless the course is totally tight and tree-lined and real thick brush to block that wind. 50 degrees, there, there's really no reason why we can't get out there and play at 50. The one thing I think you need to do, though, is, is again, you, you warm up slowly. You warm up slowly. You increase the length of your swing slowly. You, you work really hard on your short game, and then once you get onto that golf course, you've got to remember that below about 55 degrees, that golf ball is not going to fly as far. 
It's not going to compress the same way it does when it's warm. It's not going to fly as far, and you've got to club up a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to just dig too deeply into all of this because uh, most of you are not going to play golf in the next two or three weeks, and uh, if you are, then you probably already know what I'm talking about. Just take it easy. I don't want to hear. I don't want any of my my listeners to email me next week and go, "Oh, I'm I'm out for six weeks because I tore a muscle trying to hit driver right out of the parking lot." On Monday morning when it was, or Tuesday morning when it was 42 to 41 degrees, maybe 38 degrees around here. Who knows? You, you can't do that. You got to take care of yourself. 713-212-5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. It's time to take a little break here and try to maintain some some connection to the, the actual clock we're supposed to be on. Stub cycle is a good thing to talk about about now. Got all those ATVs over there from which you can choose. And you don't have to worry. So what? Hunting season already started? Okay, fine. Go over there and get a new ATV. Get another ATV. Upsize, downsize. If the ATV that you thought was going to give you another good full season already disappointed you on opening day of deer season, it might be time to trade it in. Take it over there. Let Tommy and the boys look it over. Give you an idea what trade-in value you'll get for it. And then grab yourself a new one, put it on the trailer, and take it right back to the deer lease. Start fresh this season. Why not? Find the machine you want, whether it's a side-by-side or a traditional 4x4. Find the accessories you want. And while you're on the complex, hey, if you like those kinds of machines, sit on a couple of motorcycles. Maybe you can get a two-for-one over there. Buy Buy a motorcycle and an ATV from Stubbs. They would love for you to do that, and they'll make sure you get the best deal you're going to find anywhere around here. That's part of what they do for my listeners. They they go out of their way to make sure that everything you want, you get at a, a better price than you're going to find anywhere else. And it all still comes with the great service that Stubbs is known for and has been for many, many years. They're on the South Loop, just a little ways uh, north of the South Loop, check that. They're on Telephone Road, just a little ways north of the South Loop. Now, about a five iron on a good day. Go in there, find the machine you want, and you'll get taken care of. If you can't get there, they're closed today, okay? They they like the outdoors as much as we do, so they're closed. But you can look online anytime at StubbsCycles.com. That's StubbsCycles.com. We'll break me back, 915, the Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. We are Sports Talk 790. Houston Sports, where you go with iHeartRadio. Now, now, get more Doug. Nine twenty-two on Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Thanks for listening. Quick conversation starter for you for this afternoon. I mentioned this to Mike yesterday, and he wasn't aware of this, so maybe you wouldn't be either. In the entire Lord of the Rings movie trilogy, there is not a single scene where what happens, where two women speak to each other. The entire trilogy, not a single scene where two women speak to each other. Why, I don't know. And... Why I, I don't know. I seem to care. I've mentioned it two days in a row, so who cares? Not me. What color are Oreos, brown or black? Pop quiz, Mike. What color? Mm, are they? Black. According to 
even the Oreo's parent company, this is the quote that these surveyors got from the people who make Oreos. Is it Nabisco? Does Nabisco make the Oreo? I don't remember. Some people think the Oreo is a shade of brown, while others view the color closer to black. But they never would give a definitive answer, which is smart because it keeps them in the news. It keeps people wondering. It keeps people wondering. Oh, put her on hold. I'll talk to her about anything she wants to talk about. What's up, Camille? <laughs> Not a lot, Doug. I just wanted to call and say happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The, the older I get, the more I want to kind of keep it a secret. But, yeah, fast enough. <laughs> true true business. And the, the funniest story, and I, I tell this story every year, but when I was a little kid, very small child growing up in Sharpstown, my parents would take me downtown to the Veterans Day Parade and tell me it was for me. I was little. <laughs> I, was, I thought, wow, this is awesome. So maybe that explains right. thing. Who knows? I, I used to think that, holiday, that Halloween was my special day. So, oh, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, perfect. That's right. You've had a birthday recently as well, haven't you? I have. I Good have. So. And gosh, well, I didn't think either, uh, either of us would make it to our 30s, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> So, there, there have been some challenging times, but we've made it. <laughs> I do understand. So how's the kayak business? It is doing great. It's doing great. We've uh, we've got a lot of new products out and stuff, and they're hitting the streets and getting rave reviews. Um, our dealer in here, Houston, Fish and Tackle Unlimited, uh, had a big sale yesterday, and I know I should have told uh. you. I know. Um, but it's ongoing. They've got okay. some Jackson kayaks um, marked to sell. These are demos, which have been slightly used. Yeah, sure. And 2018 product that was that that needs to go. It's had yeah. it's had a birthday. It needs to get right. out of there. They're willing to make some deals. So, um, you know, obviously, anybody wants one, check by and scope it next weekend. They're going to do the same thing with all of their native watercraft. Oh wow! Okay, kayaks. So anybody looking for um, a Titan or a native watercraft Titan or a native mm. watercraft Slayer Propel, got some slamming deals on those. Um, you definitely need to go check them out. While, uh, while we're on kayaks, the first question I have for you is, is kayaking, kayak fishing still as, as, as much a head turner as it was, say, 10 years ago? Like, oh, boy, we got to go do this. I, I actually, I think it's growing still, Doug. Wow. Yeah, uh, the more and more I watch, you know, you know, when Scott and I started into this part of the business, it was it was such a struggle dealing with the manufacturers to get sure. them to recognize that fishing was enough of a category to pay attention to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to dedicate product to. Now we can't keep up. Wow. Um, they're they're just the consumers are looking for more, bigger, better, easier, and the manufacturers are trying their hardest to accommodate. I will say propulsion is the biggest thing. No right question. Now. Yeah. And and reverse propulsion. Now not only can you paddle your way to where you're going, but you can you can flip a switch and back up too, can't you? <laughs> Yeah, well, it depends on what boat you're in. Sure. Some of oh, us, I know. Some of us have ones you go backwards, you just pedal backwards. Some of them, yeah, That's you have cool. to flip you flip things around. Um, motors are, are definitely a trend. Motors, um, Jackson, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's putting a motor on a kayak? Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose now? 
Yeah, you would think, but um, uh, well, here everybody's come. Everybody's coming out with one. I don't blame them, honestly. I think that's a good idea. That's a natural progression for these little boats. Are the states looking at? Are the states eyeballing? kayaks now especially if you put a motor on it are they gonna they gonna make you slap a sticker on it and and register it and give them some money oh oh no (laughs) doubt no doubt yes 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 especially i will say in the state of texas you put any kind of non-manual propulsion on your boat then it is automatically needs to be registered you've got a number here we go right any anything that is not manually propelled Mm. um Mm. The state of Louisiana, uh, you got to jump through hoops over there. Wow. I, I, I haven't even wrapped my brain completely around what all you have to do. From a dealer's standpoint, it, it's a nightmare, but they're really? all dealing with it. Why, how so? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, what are they, what are they asking for over there? So <laughs> a manufacturer to sell a product in the state of Louisiana that involves a motor of any shape, form, or fashion okay. has to register and be approved by the state of Louisiana. Oh, boy. And it is not a cheap venture. So the state of Louisiana gets it, and the same thing goes for trailers. You have to be an approved vendor with the state of Louisiana to for any of your dealers to wow. sell your product. Holy cow. Yeah, it's not pretty. No, that's, that's, it sounds like it would discourage a lot of good brands from coming into the state even. There is, there are a lot of brands. I've got a really good dealer in Lafayette that, you know, he's just great at what he does and he has a lot of products that he can't carry because the manufacturers will not, it's not worth it to them to go through the process. Can a, now, can a Cajun come over here and buy a boat and take it back with them? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Uh, there was, it, 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 hence why I know this dealer over there so well, is there was a lot of partnership between Fishing Tackle and Limited and that dealer. Sure, okay. <laughs> back you. in my day. <laughs> so, I well, that's very interesting, honestly. So what's what's the latest, coolest accessory for a kayak that you've seen in the last year? Oh, wow. That's a that's a tricky question. Um, what, what did you latest, put on your boat in the last year? What have I put on my... Well, I will tell you what I'm going to put on my new Blue Sky. Even better. Is a, okay. bimini, is a bimini top oh, and, an cool. e-drive, and, the, and the electric drive. Is the bimini so, top going to get in the way of casting? Uh, yes, but it will fold down. So okay. in the middle of the day where I fish, it's going to be really nice to be able to, you know, pedal up and down the ICW or whatever in it sure. and not have to worry about it. Um, it right. gives me the ability to stay out there all day where I wouldn't. And because I can stand on my blue sky, oh. I can walk out from underneath the bimini and cast. Okay. 
and then I can go sit back down. Well, isn't that nice? You know, and you can always just fold it halfway in front of you and use it for a sail to just push you down the ICW. (laughs) Maybe. I haven't tried. I haven't thought about that one Think it out. Yeah, think about this. You get the right breeze going in the right direction, you can just sit down and, and just let it tug you back on home. Yeah, yeah. All right, Camille, thanks a ton. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Let me know a little more in advance than yesterday when things are happening, will you? I will do my best. Sorry about that, No, that's quite all right. Thank you, Camille. See you later, Uh Doug. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Camille Null, wife of Scott Null. Uh, Boy, you talk about an outdoors family from top to bottom. Holy cow. Those two... Yeah, they spend a lot of time outside. Shooter's Corner down on Palmer Highway at 29th Street in Texas City. That's a couple other guys, Jerry and JTK, who spend an awful lot of time outside. Hunting guides when they're not in the store, both of them, all across North America. But when they're in that store, they are focused on you. They're focused on me. They're focused on anybody else who walks in there, needs a firearm, needs optics, needs ammo. Needs gun work done, gunsmithing done. Wants a custom rifle. They do all of that at Shooter's Corner. It's not a big store. It's not a fancy store. There aren't 50 employees walking around. If there were, it'd be too crowded. There are just a few guys in there at any given time, all of whom know about shooting, all of whom know about hunting, about target shooting, about competitive shooting, about self-defense shooting, all of whom can help you get exactly what you're looking for. At a very fair price. Shooter's Corner, Palmer Highway, 29th Street. If you go down there to buy a box of ammo, be aware you're going to be there for half an hour talking about hunting or shooting or whatever it is that that gets you excited with guns. 281-474-9494. They've been there 38 years. They're going to be there another 38, too, I would imagine. Palmer Highway, 29th Street, Texas City, Shooter's Corner. Tell these guys I said hello, will you? We'll take a little break here. Be right back. This is Sports Talk 790. Houston Sports Online at sports790.com. Back Back to the Doug Pike Show. Nine thirty-five on Sports Talk Seven Nine, the Doug Pike Show. Thanks for listening. Oh, Justin sends me a picture of a, a six-point buck that his fiance took this past week out in Valverde County. He has no brow tines, and he wonders if he'd let the deer walk, would it have grown brow tines next year? Hard to say. Hard to say. The animal looks pretty young. Maybe it maybe it develops brow tines. Maybe it doesn't. Um, I would, I would put that at about just a 50, 50. It's a, it's a good looking, healthy animal, really nice, symmetrical six point. Maybe next year it's an eight or maybe not, but still a nice buck. And the absence of brow tines may just be a genetic thing. It may have, there may have been something when those antlers first started to develop that, um, held those brow tines back for some reason. But either way, hey, your fiance got a nice buck. You has you guys had a great hunt. So um I wouldn't I wouldn't wrestle too much with that. I would focus on the fact that it's a great deer 
and your fiance's out there hunting with you. That's what I'd do. In the stand last week, six point walked out. Yeah, no brow tines. That's okay. Uh, 50-50 that it would or wouldn't next year. I, there's nothing nothing I can see with the animal that would have stopped it from growing them or would have encouraged it to grow them. That just might be the rack he, he pushed out this year, and he, he may have been bigger next year, maybe not. But either way, a good experience for you both. 713-212-5790. Email me, Pike at iHeartMedia.com. Let's go talk to Michael here. What's up, Michael? Hey, Doug. Mike Griswold, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, so I have uh, a question. I have a, I've had a reoccurring nightmare for years <laughs> where, where I'm in a, a absolutely beautiful place and I didn't bring any fishing gear oh. and, and, and the fishing is insane. So, um, my wife booked a surprise trip from, uh, actually my wife and my sister-in-law, they booked a surprise trip for my brother and I to St. John's, uh, Ooh, nice. Virgin Island. Sure. And uh, I don't want to have that nightmare. I'm wondering, have you ever been there? No, I have not been to St. John's. Um, I'm thinking, I've got two travel rods, two travel fly rods. Okay. Um, one's a four-weight, no, one's a six-weight, and one's an eight-weight. Take the eight. And I guess, hope there's something in the surf. Well, <laughs> no, you know, once you get to a place like that, uh, I, the first time I went down to the Caymans, I had a, an opportunity to spend about a day and a half on one of the smaller islands. And the only way I could get around, and this is not a bad way to do it, if you just want to really, truly go explore, is you'll probably be able to rent a bicycle and get on that bicycle. And just every time you've got beach access, walk down to the beach and just look in the, in the what you'll call it, the surf. It's going to be beautifully clear. It's probably going to be very calm. And just look for... Either look for bonefish in there, look for anything, and just throw some sort of a, like a little clouser or something up against any kind of structure, pier pilings, whatever you can find, and um, and ask some of the locals, hey, man, where could I go maybe catch a bonefish? Where could I go maybe do this or that? Now, make sure you've got a fishing license. That's, that's going to come up. You don't want to be there when the guy with a badge walks up and says, could I see your license, man? Whoops. <laughs> You know, you're going to be in trouble then. But, yeah, I'd go exploring if you get a chance to. Um, you don't want to go down there with no rod and reel. I made that mistake the very first trip I ever took to the Caymans. There was a little kid outside these bungalows we were staying in on the beach, and there was a, about a, maybe a two-acre tidal pond, if you would, there, just a tidal pool in salt water or kind of brackish water probably. And there's this little kid out there tossing dough balls in the water, and I'm watching him. And, and he's got a rod and reel sitting next to him, but he's not doing anything with it. So he tosses bread balls in the water, and then all of a sudden there's these fish popping on these bread balls. And that's kind of cute. And he takes his rod and reel, and he wads up a piece of dough, and he puts it on a little hook, and a push-button reel. The line flies right out of there, and it drops in where those other bread balls had fallen. Bam, he gets a bite. He sets the hook. These are like one- and two-pound tarpon that he's catching. Ah! That was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. So now here I am. i got to do this somehow. And I had to go into town, go into the pharmacy there to find on a Sunday the only rod and reel available in the entire place on Grand Cayman. And everything else was closed. I get in there and I paid like 26 bucks for the most horrible spinning rod and reel combo you've ever seen. 
But I went back there and I sat. I bought a loaf of bread while I was there too, and I sat down with that little kid and we wore those little fish out. Man, we had a blast. <laughs> it was cool. It was very cool. So don't go. Don't go down there with nothing. But don't don't overload yourself thinking that you're gonna, you know, you're gonna spend all day fishing either. I'd take a nice, right, box, right. nice little box of miscellaneous uh, bonefish and just general purpose flies like clousers, and then I got that. I'd take that eight weight just to be sure. Because the last thing you do want to do is, is hook a, a five pound bonefish on a four weight. That then that's a well. That's my my options. I, I misspoke. I have a six and I have okay. an eight. Yeah, t- take them both. You know, take them both. And who's going with you? Your brother, brother in law. Uh, my brother, his wife, and my wife. Okay. And uh, and uh, the, the for some reason, I guess the second we're flying from here to Miami, and then mm-hmm. and then the second leg of the trip. They're really restrictive about our luggage, um, okay. so I'm gonna have to. It's gonna have to be a um, very little equipment. Two fly rods, two fly reels, extra leaders, maybe an extra I, line or two, and then a, a, just a, a, a small box, a box the size of a pack of cigarettes will hold right. forty I got that. flies. You know, so I got that. You'll be good. That's all you need. But make sure you have plenty of leader material. I got that. All right. All right. Hey, You're thanks good. for your time. Oh, yeah. My pleasure, man. Thanks, Mike. Yes, sir. See you, buddy. Mike Griswold down there at Timber Creek. His mind is not on golf today, and mine might not be either if I had a trip planned to the Virgin Islands. That'd be pretty good. There's There are all kinds of fishing opportunity when you go to these places, when you go to the resorts, but it's probably not going to be off the beach at the resort. Because that's just there's just too much human traffic. You've got the parasailers and you've got the jet skis and all that, and the fish just bail out. But if you ask the employees, find some of the the young guys who work there. Say, hey man, where can I go catch a fish this afternoon? You know, I've got a rent car, I got a bicycle. Where where do you guys go fish when you got a day off? And they'll tell you. They don't mind at all. They'll share that with you because they know you're going to be gone in two days and you're you're probably not going to catch all their fish. And just say, look, I'm not even going to keep them. I'm just going to throw them back. If I catch fish, I'm going to throw them back. Check around bridges. Uh, check in in marinas. If you can fish in the marinas, that can be a lot of fun sometimes. I've done that at four or five little Caribbean destinations. There's all kinds of opportunity uh, on the west coast of Mexico, too. We used to wear them out in the, uh, around the docks there. There's all kinds of little snappers and groupers and and miscellaneous snook, all kinds of good stuff to catch. You just got to go looking for it. You got to go asking for it. Just like when I tell you there's a ton of water around here. If a tourist comes into Houston and doesn't ask where they could go fishing, they'd never know that there are probably 500 lakes within the city limits of Houston where you could go catch a fish if you just really wanted to go catch a fish. All you got to do is ask. And then uh, have the right equipment with you and lower your expectations greatly. We're not talking about guided trips here. We're just talking about scratching the itch. Belleville Meat Market is your backyard barbecue headquarters, your tailgating headquarters, your party season headquarters, and, of course, now your hunting season headquarters. Three-lane road right outside that big processing building that's devoted to nothing but wild game processing. I had this discussion yesterday talking about why some places, and and last week when Jared was in here, Jared from Belleville was in here talking about why some processors don't do pigs. It's because they have to they have to kind of shut down and then restart 
when they're doing commercial processing in the same building, that's one of the reasons Belleville built this big new building devoted to nothing but wild game processing this time of year so they don't have to stop every time they clean a pig, a non-game, non-native invasive species animal. They just they run it through the wild game side, and then all the commercial stuff, the beef, chicken, and pork, goes through the other building across the street. They can keep all that business separate. And boy, the meat that comes out of that processing house, whoo, whatever you want done to it, however, however you want your sausage back, however you want those back straps, however you want the burger, however you want, whatever you want from those animals, that's what you're going to get back. Every ounce of the good, clean meat that you bring in comes right back to you, off your animal. It's all followed by specific barcodes. No matter how many times they split the, the carcass, no matter how many times they split that meat up, it all is followed by a specific barcode to your order. And then it comes back vacuum-sealed in heavy-gauge plastic, so you can just eat it whenever you feel like it. Go out there, drop off a deer, stick around, eat some barbecue, eat a barbecue sandwich on the patio. Enjoy a nice beverage on a cool afternoon, and then in a few days, go pick up that meat. Don't forget the bacon-wrapped, cheese-stuffed, jalapeno peppers, and mushroom caps. Don't forget the handmade tamales. It's all there at Belleville Meat Market. Easy to find on Highway 36, about 15 minutes north of Sealy, 15 minutes south of Hempstead, or online anytime, where you can, by the way, get pretty much anything in the store shipped right to your door. Online anytime at BellevilleMeatMarket.com. That's BellevilleMeatMarket.com. We'll break, come back, and wrap it up on Veterans Day. Do not, boy, if you see anybody in uniform today, you better thank them for doing what they do. That is not an easy job. It's not a, a get-rich-quick scheme. It is a, a tribute to their devotion to our country, and for that, you should thank them. We'll be right back. This is Sports Talk 790 on the go with iHeartRadio. Friends, you've got to try it. The conversation continues. This is the Doug Pike Show. Nine fifty-three on Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Thanks for listening. Only a week. One full week to Thanksgiving week. Holy cow. Where did 2018 go, huh? If you're young, you're probably thinking, what is he talking about? This thing's gone on forever. Uh, when you get old enough, you will realize how uh, the days are long, but the weeks and the months seem to get shorter and shorter and shorter. You blink and the year has passed. Uh, one more quick tip of the cap to Dwayne, the police officer who knocked out that dad up at Round Top, and then also Patrolman Chris, who I suspect uh, is is marching around the, boy, he's he's probably in snow this morning. They, if you recall from a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned that he was, he and some buddies were going on a pheasant hunt up north, like way north into corn country. They got three birds yesterday morning, which uh, was probably about 20%, if that, Maybe 10% of expectation. But today's a new day. Maybe not quite as cold. Although we did hear from Mojo this morning that it was, I think, 28 degrees in Iowa. 28, not exactly balmy. Not exactly balmy. We're going to get down to, eh, depending on where you are. If you're in the woodlands, 
you might you might bounce off a light freeze in the next couple of nights, especially tomorrow night and maybe Tuesday night. Down my way around Sugarland and then down toward the coast, I don't I don't think we'll get much into even the 30s. Honestly, the we talked about forecasts yesterday, and when you're watching a television forecast, you can't really put a whole lot of stock in it because it's covering hundreds of square miles. If you really want to get an idea of whether or not, uh, like, for example, me specifically, I'm kind of watching to see whether or not a golf tournament tomorrow is going to get played or not. And then you dial down on the, on the Internet, which is a, a handy tool to have, as we all know. You dial down to a specific forecast for even a specific zip code or a specific town, and it'll give you a better idea hour to hour what's expected, what's expected in the weather. And this time of year, 50 miles can make a big difference. It might rain like crazy up in the woodlands tomorrow and not rain a drop if the scattered thunderstorms don't form right over Sugarland. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Fingers crossed on getting this thing done, though. Get out there. I've got an excuse to play golf on a Monday. I got the green light from my scheduler. That'd be my wife. And uh, it's raising money for a good cause. So all three things working for that. I'm still I'm flipping back through my pages, a couple of little notes to go back on. I'm still trying to figure this one out from yesterday up in New York. Uh, there was a, a very weird, one of those neighborhood posts. I guess it's next door is the app we use down here a lot. In this Houston area, it's probably the same up there. But there's a guy who posted on that thing that somebody is sending him soup on a regular basis, sending, having soup delivered to his place with a note that says, soup for my perfect little soup boy. That's about as creepy and weird as anything I've ever heard. And it would, it would disturb me. I would much prefer to open the door and see a package that says fishing lures for my little fisherman. Now, if somebody wants to get that creepy and weird, then send them. I need all the lures I can get. There are so many fish left for me to catch. I'm, I'm good probably. I'm good on golf balls for a while. But fishing lures you can just not have enough of. There are some things that you can do way too much. You can overeat. Um, I guess you could probably sleep too much. Uh, you certainly could drink too much. But you can't have too much fishing tackle. You can't have too much hunting gear. You can't have too many golf clubs. And I believe that sincerely. I've, and I've tested the limits. I've had more than my share probably of golf clubs in the, in the house at the same time. And I don't like to leave them out in the garage either. That's just not a really stable environment. <sighs> I bring them in when I can. They're, they're like my pets, my rods and reels. Now, most of the rods and reels have been, been banished to the garage in a special place out there. And so they're subjected to some, some bad weather, uh, some extremes, weather extremes. Uh, but, hey, I, I have quality gear, and it seems to be just fine out there. And it keeps my wife happy. Happier, anyway. If you have a chance this afternoon or this morning, listen to 50 Plus and maybe hear some interesting news for a loved one or perhaps if you're in the age group for yourself. 
That show airs at 11 o'clock this morning on KPRC and then again at 4 this afternoon on KTRH. I've got four years of that show already. I can't believe it. And 19 and a half of this one. It'll be 20 years uh, that I've been doing this show come, I think it's next May, maybe somewhere in there. First week of May is about when I started. I remember that. I don't remember the first show so much because there was a co-host involved, but the second one I will never forget because I was supposed to work with that guy again. And what he said to me when I came in and said, hey, I'm looking forward to it. He said, oh, no, I talked to the sports director and told him you were doing fine. You didn't need me anymore, so I'm out of here. It was the longest hour of my life. But it it sure primed me for uh, staying. I, I knew I wanted to do this, and I'm happy to be doing it. And I'm glad you're all listening. Thank you so much. Get outside. Have a little fun with your families. Bundle up for the next four days. But get out there. Adios. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.